And so it is. Such a joy to be here with each and every one of you at the beginning of this new series. I take a moment to truly come into this space, to come as close to each one of you as you will allow me right now. Perhaps sitting next to you, standing behind you, perhaps being right in that physical body with you. We have gone through many, many long years and many, many lifetimes together. We sit together as this family of the rock, the family of stability, the family of balance, and now the family of inspiring consciousness on earth. I take this moment to feel and to smell and to sense each and every one of you, whether you are sitting here today on top of this mountain, whether you are in another part of the world, we can all join our energies together today. We're going to cover some, some real ground today. We're going to go through yet another layer or level that has been causing some blocks. Another layer or level that will allow the consciousness to continue to expand. As I have said before, you are the pioneers of new consciousness. I'm not saying that to flatter. I'm telling you because it is written all over you. It's written right across your forehead, almost tattooed there. Pioneer of new consciousness. So today we will go through yet another layer of consciousness that is very, very thick, very, very heavy. Some of it you buy into. A lot of it is simply mass consciousness, human consciousness, but it is ready to free up this next level. So as we begin this day, we will slowly bring in the energy of our guest. We ask you to feel the energies, but don't try to guess it, just feel. There's an important difference. The guessing takes place in the mind, and it's trying to play some type of psychic detective. The mind doesn't have the capabilities to be psychic in the first place. It only pretends that it is. It is your essence, it is your divinity that is truly psychic. And all that means is you can sense and perceive. You can be aware of energies on many different levels and layers, not just in this linear third dimension that you're in. So as we prepare for this day, I want to invite you to once again take that deep breath the breath that brings all of you together, for we talked about you in our last shout, all of your different aspects, all of the parts and the pieces, ones that you know about and many that you have long forgotten. They're all part of you. They all contain a basic common denominator, a component that's similar to every one of them, that every one, that common denominator is you. 
your essence, your being. The interesting thing is that your being, your essence, isn't off sitting in a cloud right now somewhere playing a harp. It's not drifting aimlessly in the ethers, although you have done that in the past. It's not even sitting in a guru-type position on top of some mountain, meditating about what shall be next. It's right here. Well, yes, a mountain, of course, but you're right here in the now. You are you. What a simple, profound statement. Perhaps sounds a bit idiotic if you share that with others. You are you. Seems obvious, but yet even in that there are many layers. What is you? Who are you? It all goes back to some of these core questions. Who are you? You've been exploring this question ever since you left home. Saint Germain covers that in the Dreamwalker Ascension School. The pursuit of the question, who am I? But now, now is the time to understand, you are you. You are you. You are all of these components, all of these aspects, all of the past lives, all of your imaginations and wanderings and daydreams are you. Some of you struggle right now wondering, but what is me? What is my truth? First of all, it's all of the above. All of the above. You are every one of these aspects, every one of these creations. You are such a creator that you can sit here right now and imagine, just for a moment, just play a game, imagine that you are really bad despicable, dishonest, and corrupt being. Some of you it's not so hard to imagine, but <laughs> imagine that for a moment. Don't be afraid. Imagine that. Now you see, it's actually creating it, because it's part of you. It's the question from within that says, I wonder what it's like to be totally despicable, totally evil. What is that like? Now, I can play this game with you because you've all done it before. At one point or another in your many, many lifetimes, you've wondered. Some of you have acted it out in this physical reality. Others of you have just acted it out on the other realms. Some of you go to this grand stage um, in the physical universe called the Arcturians. A group of, uh, it's a type of planetary grouping. It's very interesting to go there. It is, it is an etheric, what you'd say, an angelic stage for acting things out in great intensity and drama. There's an energetic um, point, a type of uh, energetic portal that allows you to go to this, to this etheric stage and act it out with others by yourself. Some of you can act it out anywhere, anytime. You pick a little place in the non-physical realms and act out your thoughts and desires on these levels. Many of you act it out 
right here in this human body, in this reality. It has different consequences of acting it out somewhere else, different implications and definitely a different energy. It's a type of energy where it feels very real, so real that it can tend to take over you. That one influence, that one creation, have the tendency now to come in and take over all of who you are. But yet, every one of these parts and pieces are just you. They're all part of your truth. None of them is untruth. Some of them, perhaps, you don't like as much as others. Some of these aspects are really deplorable to the human you, which is just an aspect of you. The human you doesn't like some of these aspects because it infringes on human you's happiness, joy, abundance, all of these other things. So one of these other you aspects that you created now seems to be trying to shove out little human you who just wants security and comfort, damn it. <laughs> little human you just wants, oh, we hear it all the time, I just want to be happy. We hear that all the time and um, share a bit of a secret. I don't laugh, but St. Germain does when he hears you say that. That is little you. What little you is really doing is saying, I'm afraid of this big bad world. I'm a victim to this 3D reality. I am puny. Everything is beyond my control. I just want happiness. That's all. Dear God, I just want happiness. That is the little human crying out. The big divine being that you are doesn't need happiness. Throw that out the window. It's a false term in a way. It is a loaded term. Happiness, when you take and feel the human energy surrounding it, is actually very loaded because it's conditional, very conditional. I will have happiness when, and then you start going through the list of things that would make you happy. The list basically is unattainable. The list is not even realistic, even for your little human self. And happiness at that point tends to have so many conditions on it that it will never fulfill itself, you see. The divine human that you are, and part of your little human is part of that also, the divine human doesn't need this thing called happiness. The divine human sitting in these chairs right now just is. Just is. Now, little human says, but what is? Define. Segment. It just is. It's total, what you would say, contentment. Total allowing. Remember back to one of our very first channels, accept all things as they are. The divine human understands the isness, the acceptance. Little human says to divine human, but 
That sounds boring. Sounds like you're just sitting there. Divine human looks at little human and says, you truly don't understand. You're so caught up in the drama, in the duality. You're so caught up in your battles and fights that you think you need that to survive. Divine human, you, understand that is, is. Understands that it is fulfillment, it is completion, it is all things. It is taking full responsibility of yourself. Again, we could play a game of semantics and words. And little human is going to continue to try to resist, deny, just like a little child annoying their parent with continual questions. At some point, it's just, can you experience your isness? All of you, every part of you, coming back to this wonderful reunion called the now moment, the divine integration, where every part is accepted back, but none are going to control or rule or divert you from your truth. Right now, in these waning moments of the old energy, what is going on first and foremost with Shambra is looking at your truth. What is your truth? You've all been faced with that uh, for many years indeed, but in this past 30 days, the issue of truth, who are you? You aren't who you thought you were, because you are much more. So then, who are you? You've been out searching for a foundation truth, something that you can rest upon, something that you can count on as saying, this is my truth, this is who I am. And from this foundation, I will go forward into the new energy. And guess what happens? You can't find that foundation. You've been searching for your truth in these last few weeks. Who is you? Where are you at? What is your right and wrong? You can't find it, and you won't find it. Partly because you're looking for it in old energy eyes and old energy judgments, but also because you come to understand that there is not a truth, there is not a single philosophy, there is not a religion, there is not a spiritual group that is the truth. There is not just one truth about you. You are many, 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 many truths. And even your deceptions of yourself are in of themselves truth. Perhaps if there was to be one truth, it goes back to the isness, the I am. It goes back to something very basic, something you've heard for thousands of years. It's already within you. 
whatever you need, already within. Healing, already within you. Knowledge, infinite, far beyond the mind. Discernment, it's an integral part of your intuition. It's there, you just have to use it. Ability to work with energy, you're a natural at it. You've been doing it ever since you left home. You're an adept at working with and moving energy. But sometimes you like to deny that. You like to hold back. Everything, Yeshua said it so many times, everything is already within. So as we go <clears throat> forward into this new energy, this is one issue that will come up again and again, as long as you allow it to be something that holds you back. You have it within. It is already there. So let us take a deep breath together. On this day, it's an interesting dynamic energy today. It's not particularly fascinating from a numerological standpoint. <laughs> However, we are beginning our new series together. This is a beginning today. We're going to use a working title for this series. We'll explain later. Obviously, the Quantum Leap series. We have another suggestion, though, we'll get into later. Working title, Quantum Leap Series. So it is a beginning, but it's interesting, also very appropriate, that this shout, which is the beginning of a new series, is also the last shout in the old energy. It's a beginning and it's an end, all at the same time. It's the start, it's the finish. It is very indicative of what you're going to continue to see after this date of September 18th, coming up very shortly. We want to use this as a very prime example of one of our main points today in this shout. Everything is multifaceted. Again, seems quite simple, but it's a very important thing to remember as we move into new energy, because there is the illusion on Earth right now that things have one facet. You look at a tree, it's a tree, that's its facet. Imagine for a moment an evergreen or a pine tree. Yet there are many, many facets. The average human takes for granted what they see with their eyes. They see a tree coming out of the ground. What they don't see but yet is an integral part of this multifaceted object is what lies beneath the surface, the roots, the roots which feed and nourish and quench the thirst of everything above the surface. What the eye doesn't see is inside the tree, through the bark, into the wood, into the needles. It's all there. It's multifaceted. There are other parts of that very same tree that exist outside of this physical reality. 
You could say that there would be thousands of subcomponents of that tree that are not even touchable or seeable or feelable because they exist in an energetic type of corridor or egg surrounding that tree. They are real, they're all components, but most humans will never go beyond perhaps seeing the tree once in a great while, touching it or smelling it. This is a very important point, going into new energy. Everything is multifaceted. We're going to encourage everyone here to begin to observe not just what appears on the surface, but everything else as well. Crayon has a way of saying it. Things are not always as they seem. Meaning that sometimes this sliver of reality that you're perceiving is not at all the full story. Just like you assuming that you're sitting here in this chair, nodding off to sleep, wondering when I'm going to get to the point, <laughs> thinking about how hot it is in here. And that's just Kaudra. It's not even you. <laughs> You're perceiving only one aspect. Perhaps that aspect is little human aspect, which is an integral part of you, but it is not all of you. As the new energy comes into being, you'll be able to perceive parts of it and the uh, manifestation of parts of it with the old human perceptions, the eyes, the ears, the brain, the way you've been used to bringing in data, moving it, and interpreting things. But what particularly changes in the new energy is the multifaceted dimension, especially of things that come into this reality after the date of September 18th. Children born after that date. Uh, a new tree that grows after that date. Something that's manufactured in a plant after that date. will begin carrying the components of new energy. And while most humans will perceive its old energy facet, or one of its, one of its uh, dimensional attributes, you and Chambra can begin seeing the multi-dimensional facets. You can be see, begin seeing beyond what is just above the surface and begin perceiving below from far above, from every different side in direction. You do this simply by making the choice and by acknowledging that everything is multifaceted. Everything has many, many layers or facets. Within all of these different facets will give you the more complete picture of the nature of all a reality it will especially give you a much better understanding about you, about all of your facets. 
as you explore the multifaceted nature of everything, allow yourself consciously to not just look at the floor as a floor. You see, there's something beneath the floor. There's also something at the side of the floor. This floor exists in this third dimension, but it couldn't exist here if it didn't also exist simultaneously in about 900 other dimensions. Dimensions, by the way, are not linear. They don't go from one to two to three to four to five. Dimensions swirl and move and shift all the time. They intersect with each other. Sometimes they are identical to each other, yet they are different dimensions before they split off and go on their own. As you begin to become very, very observant about the multidimensional nature, we're not talking about um, say getting airy-fairy about things. We're talking about new energy physics. As you make a choice to be aware of the multidimensional facets, to go beyond, you're going to start seeing these aspects of yourself that we talked about in our last shout that are now coming home as well. You no longer just perceive yourself as the little human with little human needs and little human dramas and the need to be happy, which just means to survive without pain. <laughs> you're, you're going to begin to see who you truly are. And that in the new energy is going to be like a magnificent flower blooming, opening up, realizing, as Katumi would say, how silly you've been about some things because little human has been the only facet that has had the attention, that has had the, the ability to create the reality that you perceive. When you begin to see how truly magnificent you are in creations, where you don't have to struggle through it, where you don't have to suffer with your creations, you don't have to become so tedious with them. They can be done very smoothly and eloquently. But you're also going to come to a very interesting question within yourself. And this is where you pull together the counsel of you, all of you, not just little human. That's a bad counsel. <laughs> all aspects of you, which include your past life aspects, they have tremendous wisdom, as you know. It's time to bring them back, to take a look what is important to you now. Little human has driven your needs and desires, your lists of what would make it happy? But did you realize that what made little human happy didn't necessarily make soul happy? You see, so often little human does its little human planning and its little human goals and charts and determines what every moment of every little human day should look like. And then it doesn't happen. And then little human gets all stressed out, wondering what has gone wrong. That's when little human goes back to its, well, I'm just a little human. I'm going to pray to big God who's out there somewhere 
but must not be part of me. Little human starts to negotiate with big God. And even that doesn't work real well. And then little human really gets depressed. Doesn't feel it has a soul. Soul didn't seem to listen. Doesn't really know if it believes in big God, but it's pretty damn afraid it has to believe a little bit in big God. But basically, little human's disappointed in big God. Big God didn't hear. Big God didn't favor little human today. Maybe little human will try again tomorrow. But after a while, little human gets tired of that game. Little human starts to do some pretty twisted and distorted things to get the attention of big God or anybody else who will listen. Parents, friends, bosses, government, police officers, military, anything it takes to get somebody's attention because little human doesn't feel safe. Little human's not happy. Quite frankly, big soul of little human is really disturbed and distraught at all of little human's manipulations and controls. Big God doesn't exist anyway, so how could it care? Big God in terms of how you currently think of God. Big God is big soul. It's already right there. It's already part of you. But little human has taken so much time and attention. It's demanded that everything be tuned into and getting attention to its facet. But it is just one facet. It's not you, part of you, but it's not you. As you move into the new energy, you're going to start taking a look at what's important to you, not to little you. You're going to get really irritated when you realize how much trouble and stress little you has been getting all of you into. Calder is wondering, he says, this is like a bad George Carlin stack here. <laughs> we channel too, you know. <laughs> Start to realize, Shambra, going into the new energy, everything has many facets, including you. Start opening up to some of the other facets of you, as they start coming home into the now moment, into this beautiful, beautiful time of new consciousness. Start to observe the soul you, the past life you, the spiritual you, the very non-spiritual you. All of these are part of you, and as you begin to have fun with it and play with it, realize that you're so much more than just the little you, you're going to realize truly how magnificent you are. You're going to realize that we haven't sat here the last eight years just feeding you words to make you happy for a few hours. We've been looking into you, the gem, the diamond that has so many facets, so many aspects. You get to this whole question, 
in the new energy in particular. Now what's important? Little you, by the way, little you going into the new energy is doing two things. It's rebelling on one hand. It doesn't like this because it involves change and little you hates change. Because little you also understands that any change will mean little you can't be a screaming little brat anymore, a tyrant of old energy. So little you is the one that resists the change because it's like a little child stomping its foot, having a fit. Little you doesn't like this change that's coming about one bit, but as you unfold into this whole thing called the new energy, you start taking a look at what is important. And as you've already been experiencing, the first thing that happens is nothing seems that important anymore. Nothing. You talk about loss of passion, because passion was really, truly just little you's desires. They weren't passion at all. Little you trying to maintain its little tiny empire. It's very hard to be truly consciously passionate when it's limited to little you's list of happy features. You're going to notice that when pursuing the question, so what do I want to do? What do I choose? That it seems empty and blank for a while until, until you start to realize who you are, the potentials that you have, the fact that you don't need to try to shelter or you don't have to listen to everything little you were saying. Your primary motivations in life here on earth are no longer food, clothing, and shelter, but can get into some far, far grander areas. In addition to the basics, food, clothing, and shelter, you know one they forgot? was consciousness. Consciousness. Humans don't see that as one of the survival elements, but it absolutely is. Consciousness is like the breath. If you don't breathe, if you stop breathing, you stop living. When you stop consciousness, the flow, the natural flow of consciousness, it stops life. It stops the flow of your natural you energies through this corridor that you call living on earth in human form. But back to Back to the point, everything is multifaceted, including you. As you recognize that, as you now look in the new energy of what, what should you do, what's important, the first thing you're going to realize is what's not important. I know many of you have been going through that lately. Things in your life, patterns that you continue to, to do over and over again, you repeat them. Has it ever occurred to you, if you keep repeating a bad pattern over and over and over again, it doesn't necessarily make it right. If you keep repeating the old pattern, what would make you think that something good would come out of it? It's like going on a merry-go-round. You will just keep going around and around and around. It's when you make the choice 
get off that merry-go-round, to go outside of the realms of the little you consciousness, to make a change, to feel a new passion. That's when everything starts moving. And we know, Shambra, you've been doing it. This message, part for you, this message, part that you are leaving on the path to new consciousness, on the doorway to the new energy for all of those who will come by this way and wonder how the hell they got here. Part of this Shao today is planting this beautiful, simple message for them, for the ones who are lost in their little humanness, for the ones who are suffering, for the ones who are searching, for the ones who have one foot of desire into going forward into a new consciousness in their life, but one foot with a concrete cast around it in the old energy, afraid, afraid to move forward. So you today, Shambhara, are writing this note to them. Should they get to this point, should they get stuck here, which many do, many of you experienced what it was like. And the note just says, everything is multifaceted. What you perceive in this moment is not all that is in the moment. There is so much more. What you see in a very linear fashion is your fears are truly not at all what they appear to be. You are God also. You can choose and create whatever you want. We didn't say you're little human. We said you are God. You are you. With that chambra, now as a group, let us today Go to the Chambre Service Center together. All of you who are gathered here, all of you who are joined together around the world are reading this later. All of you who get to the point in your spiritual consciousness path, get to this point, join us. Perhaps you won't be coming along for another year or two. Perhaps it'll be another 50 years another five lifetimes before you get here. But come along with us today, and we're going to go off exploring some new realms. The Chambra Service Center is a place that has been created, a very multi-dimensional place, been created by the original Chambras. They built it. They put it together out of energy and out of love, and out of true passion, as a place where they sat prior to the new energy, when they were wounded, when they were hurt, when they needed rejuvenation and healing. This daring group of pioneers created this place called the Chambre Service Center, where we invite all of you now to join us. Some of you have been here before. Some of you have helped to create this incredible multidimensional 
space. Perhaps you're noticing that as we journey there today, by the way, you get there by making the conscious choice, taking a deep breath, making a conscious choice. It is that easy. Don't make it more difficult. Don't have a whole list of directions and rules how to get there. Doesn't have to be done on any particular day or after having gone through any particular diet or fast. You just make a choice. The new energy is that simple. So we all join together, past, present, and those to come in the potential future at this place called the Chambre Service Center. It is what you choose it to be. It could be large, it could be small. Could be open air one moment, and the next moment surrounded by the most beautiful glass works you've ever seen that help keep the energy within, at least during the time that we are sharing. Could have the elements of water, and for many of you, the transmutational elements of fire, the elements of earth, and the elements of ether. It could have all of these things, anything that you choose. The Chambre Service Center is magical because it's your place. It is also the place of other Chambre. But here we have no rules. You don't have to take your shoes off at the door. You can smoke in here if you want. doesn't bother anyone. You can eat, drink. Meditate. We'll even let you pray in here if you want to. It is whatever you choose it to be, and you'll notice an interesting aspect of the Chamber Service Center. You don't have to worry about infringing on anyone else. You can be here with many, many others like we are now. And particularly in the new energy, it doesn't disturb the creations or the choices of anyone around you. Amazing how that happens. Very unlike living on earth. You constantly have to be aware of everyone else, whether you are infringing on them or probably more notable, whether they are infringing on you, whether they are making funny snoring noises giving off certain body odors or anything else. There is all those infringement issues, but not here in the Chambre Service Center. So we gather here in the Chambre Service Center in this beautiful now moment as a group of Chambre. It would be very appropriate for us, if you choose, to take a deep breath together and to feel the safe and sacred energies. Here in the Shambra Service Center, you can be you. Your little human doesn't have to be dictating what it needs, the fact that it may be hungry, the fact that it has to go to the bathroom, the fact that it needs sleep or more money, or any of these other constant annoyances from little human. Here in the Service Center, you can be all of you, safely, without rules, you can be you. That's why this place is so amazing. 
That's why it has the rejuvenation energies that it does. That's why spending a few moments in the Shambhar Service Center could change a few years or a few lifetimes of yours. In the Shambhara Service Center today, we're going to now bring in our guest. We're going to ask each and every one of you to feel the energies as we bring in our guest today, Lucifer. Now feel the energy, even as we said the words, Lucifer. We're not doing this to be shocking. We're doing it because it's time to move through some energy. Feel the energy of this being that so many of you have known since your earliest days, Lucifer, the devil, the bad guy, the fallen angel. Interesting, fallen angel. Hmm. I wonder if many of you can even identify with that Lucifer energy because at one point or the other you felt like a fallen angel. There are so many myths about Lucifer. Let's begin with a name. The name Lucifer, derived from the Latin, which I will not say, the Latin term meaning the bearer or the bringer of light. References to Lucifer are almost non-existent in the Bible. For some of you scholars, if you truly go and count almost none. But yet the energy of Lucifer, the devil, the bad guy, the deceiver, is so strong in human consciousness right now. It is a symbolic representation of the demon. One of the orders of the order of the ark is it's very difficult to pronounce in human words, much less English, but it is very similar to Lucifer. Lucepha would be the closest we could come to it. And it means of the light brought into multidimensional aspects. In other words, the light, the wisdom that is now walking upon the earth as you. And this was made out to be evil or negative or fallen. So many of you have fallen into that trap, into that trap of believing that there is this being walking around trying to get your soul, trying to steal your energy. But in its core, Lucifer means the bearer of light, or in a new energy way of putting it, the expansion of consciousness. It's been an integral part of each and every one of you. And there is nothing to be afraid of. I have to tell an interesting side note here. I, Tobias, concurring mostly with St. Germain, Katumi, and Kuan Yin, truly wanted to call this the Lucifer series. <laughs> I sat down with Caldra earlier today. He blamed it on Linda, of course, saying she would never go for that. <laughs> but we know who was truly worried. He brought up a good and interesting human point, which we hadn't considered because 
We just don't consider human points all that much. <laughs> the fact that if this was called the Lucifer series, the Bear of Light series, that it could cause some potential damage to the physical, material property and body of such um, associated with them personally and with Crimson Circle. So we deferred, and we will call this the generic Quantum Leap series. But um, Thank you. <laughs> but, but the point, uh, our point was, our point was, it's time to shake up some of the humans that are really stuck, and this would be a way of doing it. <laughs> they are so stuck in some of their ways, their fears and their demons. They love their demons, by the way. Oh, so do you, and that's why we're here today. <laughs> they love their demons. Their demons are their gods because they rule over them. They rule over humans. So we thought it would be an interesting, how to say, uh, uh, dynamic to call this the Lucifer series because it would, uh, it would cause people, humans, to stop, take notice. Those who are going to come along the path and get to this point and see a big sign that says the uh, entering now the Lucifer series for the Crimson Circle, it's going to shake them out of their trance at least. It's going to cause them to stop for a moment. But what does it mean? Bearer of light, expander of consciousness. There is no Lucifer. There is not a Lucifer, at least as depicted by the churches who use it as a control tool over humans. The only Lucifer or Satan there is is the ones that have been created in consciousness by organizations or churches or those who want to believe it. So yes, it creates a what we call a group aspect. Just like uh, the energy of Jesus, by the way, there was also a long, long time ago, there was, talk about the term Jesus or Yeshua, Lucifer and Yeshua were terms that were interchanged with each other. If you take a look, uh, feel for a moment, I'm going to state two words and feel the energy of them, Christ, Lucifer. It's the same energy, bearer of light, bringer of new consciousness. Anyway, we'll call this the Quantum Leap series, but we all know what we're really trying to do is say, it's time to get over your demons. It is. That's why we're in the Chambre Service Center today with Lucifer as the guest. It's time to get over your demons. Let's talk about it for a moment. This energy you call Lucifer doesn't really exist. It's an aspect of group consciousness of those that choose to buy into this all-powerful evil being who's going to consume their soul, but it really doesn't exist. It's not there. Satan. Satan. An old derivative of an old Hebrew word meaning adversary, one who goes against. There's not a Satan living in hell or anywhere else. But these are all demons that you have agreed to. 
Many of you have let them go, but you still have the demons of one sort or another within you. Today in the Chambre Service Center, let's take a look at the demons. Let's take a look at what they're doing there, why they're there, why you've been carrying them around. There's a wide variety of demons indeed. You give them different names or different um, relationships in, the, in your aspects or your facets, but they're your demons. I'm going to ask you to confront them, meaning to acknowledge them today and to understand why you've made them into demons, to make understand they are yours. One of the things that humans tend to do is deny their own demons. They'll give it to somebody else. They'll say, this isn't my demon, this is Lucifer, a fallen angel. Lucifer has his own club, Lucifer, Satan, whatever you want to call it. So they give names to the demons, put it outside of themselves. But the reality is, it is yours, it is your demon. That's the first thing in demonology, <laughs> is to understand that it's yours. You understand also there are other names. Uh, we talk about Lucifer and Satan. There is the, the, There are all sorts of terminologies. Ultimately, they're yours. They're your demons. The moment you try to say, but that is coming from, from this place called hell, the demons are some disincarnate beings that have attached themselves to you and are draining your energy. The moment you say it is some alien demon, the moment you give it credit to make it larger and more is than yourself, now the demon has control. It's part of you, but it's controlling you. It even goes beyond that little human aspect. It doesn't let that little human aspect get all the attention anymore. It's taking the attention. The demons are yours. And we're going to ask you at this point today, and this doorway to the new energy, to acknowledge that they're yours. They don't belong to anyone else. There is no great spirit, negative evil spirit attaching itself to you. There are no groups anymore that have demonic control over you. There's not a government who's manipulating radio or light frequencies and is the exterior demon in your life making you drink tap water. Every demon is yours. There is not some financial system that's controlling you anymore. Every demon is yours. See, the moment you place it outside of you, you give it an incredible amount of power. It's really still inside of you. But you placed it outside because little human tends to think that outside is bigger than inside. Outside is more powerful. Every demon is your own. Let's take a look at some of the other ones you've created. A demon of death, that's a good one. 
that is probably one of the most prevalent and frightening because there's so little real information about death. Death is a big black hole, so the demon becomes very frightening. How many years of your life have you spent running from death, the demon of death, trying to evade it, trying to out-trick it, trying to hide from the Grim Reaper, trying not to have physical ailments, trying not to get run over by a car. How many wasted hours of your life have been trying to avoid the demon of death? That demon is yours. It's your fear of what lies beyond. It is the little human that doesn't want any change, the little human that wants to go on forever and ever and ever. You've created this grander-than-life demon of death. It's time to take a look at that. It's yours. There is no death. There is the transition and the evolution, but there is no death. So what are you afraid of? I know what you're afraid of. I'll take a drink of water before I tell you. <laughs> exactly why you created this demon of death and why you have fear, because you're afraid of judgment. You've been led to believe that when you die you are judged by big God and big Jesus. <laughs> and a fear even by yourself you're going to be judged one way or the other. So it creates this whole demon of death that it's yours. It's time to move beyond that. You've created demons of lack. We've talked about it before. Lack of abundance, lack of relationships, lack of everything. You've been trying to manipulate it, this demon of lack. You've been trying to deny it. You've been trying to work so hard just to stay a half a step ahead of the demon of lack. And as a monster, I know it is. You fear it at night when you're trying to get to sleep. It shows up as an unpaid bill. It shows up as a collector. It shows up as some big bad financial institution that's going to take everything from you. And you put it on the outside of you, this demon of lack, pretending that it's not yours. And you give it grand and incredible power to the point where it controls your life, to the point where it's a constant battle, a constant chase between little you and demon of lack. How much of your time have you consumed, wasted, with this demon. You have demons of loneliness, afraid of being alone, afraid that this demon is going to sweep over you and you will be lost in some deep, dark abyss with only yourself for eternity. It does sound pretty frightening. but. It is a demon that you placed out there because you find it difficult to be with yourself. You are lonely. You are lonely not 
because of people on the outside, but you are lonely with yourself on the inside. Little human is wandering around lonely, trying to find friends, trying to find somebody to love it. It goes outside, goes outside of itself, tries to then feed on other people. Little human wouldn't have this demon if little human and all of you would reunite, would come home together now in this now moment. You have demons of crazy, many demons of crazy, afraid that you're going to go crazy. And I can tell you right now, you are. Because craziest, crazy is related to how your mind works. So this demon was created in a sense as a counterpart of the mind, even as an extension of the mind. And you wonder if you're going crazy, and you spend countless hours trying to tell yourself that you're not crazy, running from this demon. And basically, sooner or later, you're going to have to get out of your mind because the mind cannot comprehend the God that you are. A God cannot comprehend, the mind cannot comprehend the grandness that you are. So yes, sooner or later it is about letting go of that control, letting yourself go crazy. The demon of crazy is the one that keeps the trust away from you. It separates you, little human, from the trust of you. The demon of crazy makes it so that you don't trust who you are. It has you doubting yourself. It has you wondering about right decisions, wrong decisions, good decisions, no decisions. It prevents you from truly trusting yourself. You have demons of everything, demons of other people ridiculing you. So you create this demon, place it outside of you, give, empower other people actually to use its energies, because you're afraid of being ridiculed. Because basically, little human gets identity of self through external beings through other humans. So little human tries to develop the awareness of itself through the outside world, the reactions of other people, the, the relationships with other people. So it creates this whole demon of being ridiculed, of being laughed at, scorned, scoffed at. That is a demon, but it is yours. Stop blaming it on everything outside of you. The list of demons goes on and on and on, but they're all yours. There is not one thing that can truly hurt you outside of you. There are no demons outside of you. Other people have their demons, but their demons aren't going to devour your demons. The demons are yours. It's time to take a look at that. It's time to feel their energy. It's time to invite them in right now. 
into the Chambre Service Center where we sit. What are your demons? What are you afraid of? You afraid of physical pain? Demon of pain. You think that pain comes from outside of you. Pain can be inflicted from someone else. So you run from it. But how many countless hours and days and years have you spent running from pain? And that, by the way, is an illusion. Pain itself is an illusion. What are your demons as you sit here in the safe space? Can you invite them in, like we invited in Lucifer? It's funny. We, Back in my days, this negative external spirit had a name, Belizebub. Now, how... How believable is that as a nasty, mean spirit? Bub. Elizabub. <laughs> what a name. Obviously, it had to be changed. Perhaps Lucifer is a better name, Satan, but at least it's not Belizebub. Such a, such a novice name for what's supposed to be such a terrible demon. What are your demons, Shambra? What are they? Take an account right now. Um, they're all there. You can feel them. Is it health? What are you afraid of? A lot of you have this just almost undefinable demon that something is going to consume you. Something external, it's just going to come in and gobble you up. The churches portray this through Satan or Lucifer as a being who's going to take your soul for eternity. No soul can take any other soul. It doesn't work. It just doesn't. Yes, for a period of time you can create the illusion, but ultimately no one can have your soul for eternity. Nobody actually wants it for eternity. <laughs> What are they going to do with all those souls? Have a stupid soul party? <laughs> the good news, Shambra, is we can sit here in the service center talking about evil, demons, Lucifer, Satan, and laugh. Do you realize how far we've come? Do you realize not so many years ago you were still running from these beings, running from these demons, wasting your life? We can now sit here and say, hey, those are my demons. Grand creations that they were, but, you know, it's like letting the air out of a great, big, inflatable, ugly doll. And that's what we're doing right now. Those demons that appeared so large, so frightening, so terrifying that they can take your soul for eternity are nothing but big hot air balloons. We can let the air out right now. In order to do so, it is important to acknowledge that they're yours. When you get into this thing that the conspiracies, the aliens, when you start telling me how you have some 
evil being that's attached to you, and it's growing on you, it's following you around everywhere, I have to shake my head. I have to say, but that's just you. <laughs> that's just you. Part of you that you don't like, part of you that you've given a grand power to. But it's just you. When you start saying, I must have some group from the past that's controlling my life now, making it impossible for me to be creative and successful, I just have to say, but it's your demon. It's you. Oh, it probably was from a past life. Probably a bad experience you had somewhere along the line, losing your money or doing something stupid with it, gambling it away, giving it away, or investing in something really bad. But it's yours. The minute you give that type of power and control to an outside entity, now called a demon, you will be under its control. The minute little human and its fear, its desire for survival, allows that outside demon to be real in its life. It is real. You will be pursued. You will have all of these dramatic conspiratorial things happen in your life. But the moment you stop, right now, in the Chambra Service Center, surrounded by myself and Kuan Yin and Chambra and Lucifer too, and acknowledge that those demons are yours, every last one of them. There is not an outside influence, no matter how much you want to believe it, there's not an outside influence that has control over you. There is the perception of controlling your little human, but it is just a perception. Now I'm going to ask you to take a really big step today, if you choose to, and it's all by choice, of course. Acknowledge those demons and then let them be free. Let them go. Let them go. They're just facets of you playing out an incredibly complex game or creation, a creation that's gotten so big, so complex, and so real that you believe it. You believe it is the facet. But remember, everything is multifaceted. Turn around that multifaceted globe of reality for a moment. Stop staring at just one facet. Turn it. View it from every perspective you see. And you'll understand that, as Kryan says, things are not always as they seem. There are no demons. There are no evil conspiracies that are going to consume you unless you want that to happen. Those demons are yours. Before we can walk into the new energy, it's important to acknowledge that not just 
a few, not just a lot, but all of them. Every demon is yours. Now, I can hear the arguments, but Tobias, but Tobias. Who's that talking? Little human. Little human who wants to believe in these things. Little human who actually finds great joy and satisfaction in this whole thing of demons and monsters. You know, it actually, with this whole concept of demons, it actually gives credibility to little human, makes little human's life more real, more intoxicating, more dramatic, and sucks a lot of energy. Little human is sucking energy. The demons are going to get me. Everyone has to help little human. It's trying to get all the other facets and aspects of yourself to buy into that whole trip, that whole story. Your stories, many of them also, are your demons. You all have stories. Nobody's as great as St. Germain's, but you all have stories. <laughs> Past life stories, before earth stories, this lifetime stories. Stories are part of your base of experience. Not only do you, little human, have stories, but every one of your facets and aspects have stories. But little human in particular is very, very good at taking stories, past experiences, and turning them into demons, letting that story get so out of hand, letting that aspect of itself get so dominating that it overrides, or actually uh, what I would call, say, suffocates you you in this lifetime. You are so now driven by your stories, you might as well just call them your demons. Stories that have gotten too big, too out of hand, too seductive, too stuck in old energy, that you think you have to keep living out that story. It's a demon. It's yours. Maybe it's time to let that go also. As we enter the doorway of the new energy, it's time to drop all of, all of those things. You'll find that as you do, somewhat like kissing the frog, <laughs> you find that it wasn't such an ugly thing after all. It had no power or control other than what you gave it. You find that every demon of yours Every story of yours actually does have a pearl of new energy in it, a blessing contained within that perhaps you couldn't find up until the moment that you confronted the demons as yours. Everything that you've been running from at night, in your dreams, in your nighttime, in the dark when you're wide awake, the fears that you had about someone chasing you, following you, 
the demons that you've had. It's time now for you, not little human, but you, divine human who sits in these chairs, to take a deep breath, metaphorically, if you choose, imagine, unlock that energy. It's old, stuck energy. It wasn't the demon who had the key. It was you that had it all the way along. You could have unlocked it any time you chose. Part of you, little human, was having far too much fun with the game. Going to this, through this doorway into the new energy, it's important to let that game go. To let that old stuck energy of your demons go. When you unlock that stuck energy of the demons, when you let the stories go, they don't get to be bigger demons, they don't get to be bigger stories, they get to revert back to you, back to your pure energy in a way that no longer drains you, or frightens you, controls you, but actually goes back to pure energy that is here to serve you. It will serve you in a new energy way. We mentioned earlier in this long shout, <laughs> we mentioned that things that are born, created, imagined or developed, particularly after September 18th, will have a new energy component or a potential that includes everything you do as well. Every thought, every dream at night, everything you create with your hands or your voice, even everything you create in your mind, We'll all now have new energy components. When you are free of your demons, when you acknowledge them, when you confront them and then you release them, you take ownership for them. When you understand that you created them, you can also uncreate them. That frees up a tremendous amount of energy to be used in highly creative ways. You begin it today, but you'll really begin to see how it works in just a few short weeks. And with that, Chambra, here in the service center, let us take a deep breath together. Hold it in for a moment, and as you release that breath, have it so that it is like deflating the balloons of those demons that you created. Let them go. Let the energy go. There are no demons. There is just all of you. Let's just sit here for just a brief moment together in the service center. You, Shambra, help to create this. Many, many others will come by this way. They may not call it the Shambra Service Center, but they will know it is a safe space, a very safe space, a space where they can be themselves, safe space in this very 
long and sometimes very challenging path of new consciousness. Let's take a deep breath. Release the demons. When you are ready, bid them and Lucifer goodbye. And let us now refocus our energy back here, wherever you started from, back in the chairs, back in this now moment. And yes, you can bring the energy of the Shambhar Service Center right here back with you. And so it is on the first shout of the Quantum Leap, parentheses, somewhat hidden, Lucifer series. <laughs>